0: God be with you. Are we still doing all right? We're still here? Mm -hmm. So today, my friends, I'm not sure if this is going to work as well as I would like it to, uh, but I think it's going to work well enough. Uh, And so the plan is, I'm not going to give you so much this fully fleshed out idea Um, as much as I want to invite you to go uh, take this idea on a walk with me. This isn't as tight as I think it could be, but I think there's something here. um, This kind of like three-quarters baked idea. Um, But I think it's a good idea. I think there's something here that we all need to chew on. um, And I'd like to invite you into this idea with me as we head into Christmas. Christmas. So some work may be required of you, but that is, after all, why we are here. And so this morning, we're going to talk about a few things. And we're going to talk about the thing that we keep in our basement. We're going to talk about the problem with what we're exploring this week. We're going to talk about whether or not I'm using the word oxymoron correctly. (laughs) And we'll end, I hope, with this thing that we should never, ever, 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 ever do. Uh, But let's begin with a prayer. So if you'd bow your heads one more time with me, please. Okay, God, this is a time when we ask you to speak. So may you take these words and just move around them, move in them, move through them, do whatever you need to do to do your thing. And may you give us each a good, challenging, and inspiring word this morning. And so God, may you move, and we ask this in your Son's name, Amen. So I don't know if I've mentioned it before, I probably have, Uh, but about a year ago, just before my sabbatical, which is crazy, isn't it? That was a year ago that I left. I know, what's going on with time this year? But just before I left, um, Don and I put one of these things in our basement. Next slide, please. It lives in the basement, because that's the only place where we have room for it. It's one of those Peloton bikes. Um, And I'm sure you might have seen the controversial commercial that was floating around all month. It's one of those. It's basically a stationary bike with a TV screen put on top of it. Um, And you can live stream or choose from a huge database of classes Um, you got a coach on there, and you can pick the kind of class you want to do, the kind of music you want to listen to, how hard or easy you want to make it. And essentially, you have an exercise program uh, with thousands of people around the world all doing the same program. It's amazing. We love it. They're great. Um, And it essentially lets me eat whatever I want to eat, which is the whole point. (laughs) That's why you exercise. Don't let any doctor tell you otherwise. You can tell your doctor, your minister, Sid, because we have all that training. But anyways, I was doing a class the other day. It was a 90s rock ride, and so it was just like super nostalgic, and I loved it, so it was taking me back to the day. But it was hard, like ridiculously hard. The instructor was just really kicking our butts, making us go faster, making us crank that resistance even more. It was just, it was brutal. And so about like three-quarters of the way in, I'm pretty sure I'm about to die. Like not really going to die, but kind of really going to die. Anyone know that feeling? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I can feel my body. I can feel my sweat. I can feel my breath. I can feel my heartbeats. I'm feeling all of that all at once. And it's just, it's, it's almost a bit too much. And I'm pretty sure I'm about to throw in the towel and just unclip and call it a day when the instructor, she looks at me through the screen and she says, does it feel like your whole body's on fire? I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it feels like. And so naturally I think she's going to say, "Then that's good, let's just call it a day, quit now, that's the end of the workout. And so I'm waiting for that affirmation that I'm allowed to quit when she looks at me and says, that's what it feels like to be alive, let's keep going. So we are in week three of Advent. We're three weeks into the season of getting ready to embrace all that Christmas is, of showing up at the manger, not simply ready to celebrate, but more importantly, ready to join in on what Christmas means. Ready to join in on this idea that God is here with us and for us, leading us into new lives and a new world. Not a life and world that we get to after we die, but a life and world right here, right now. A life connected with God, each other, and ourselves. Life as it was meant to be. And as we journey through Advent, uh, we're taking some time to reflect on what that means for us. What kind of things should we reflect upon as we get ready to show up at the manger? And so we've already reflected on hope and peace. And today we get to reflect upon what might be the hardest thing to reflect upon throughout the whole Advent season, and that's joy. Because really, when it comes down to it, what is it, what is joy? What do we talk about when we talk about joy? And this is where the whole trouble with this sermon started when I thought, like, well, what is joy? Because I can't give you just a platitude. I can't just say joy is this beautiful, overarching thing, and you're like, yes, that's joy, we all feel so good, but then as soon as you leave here, the whole thing just falls apart, because really, it's just an empty platitude. And so I got thinking, what do we talk about when we talk about joy? Because it's made out to be this like pinnacle of emotion. We hear about it in songs we sing at church. We hear about it in pop culture. Whenever we see it written down, it's always super fancy. It feels important. It has that air about it. But what is joy exactly? Is it just pure happiness extract? Is it just pure elation? Is it a spiritual high? Is it something else altogether? And I got to wondering this week, what is joy? And what does that have to do with Christmas? So those are the two questions I was rumbling with this week. And as I wondered about it, I kept coming back to the bike we have in our basement, which is really saying the same thing as this old parable that exists. And the parable talks about how there was once this young woman who every night she would go down into these really dark, dangerous, and scary woods, and she would run through them while laughing. And she did it so often and so deliberately that the entire town would gather to watch her, wondering just, what the hell is she doing? Because everyone knows how dark and scary those woods are. Nobody would run through them, certainly not while laughing. And so they're all gathered one night watching her do this. And a wise old woman from the next town stumbles over. And they wonder aloud, what is she doing? And that wise old woman says, you guys don't do this? Oh, you should. She's practicing being alive. When we talk about joy, we are not talking about Uh, some emotion per se. We're talking about an experience. When we talk about joy, we're not talking about something we do so much as something that happens to us. Because when we talk about joy, we're talking about the radical affirmation that you are fully and truly alive just as you are. Joy is crying at a funeral and then immediately in the same breath laughing hysterically. Joy is just having lost your job, but singing to your favorite song on the way home. Joy is realizing that despite what someone else said, you actually are beautiful. Joy is feeling so utterly lost and yet so utterly free. Joy is feeling your entire body come alive. Joy is running through the dark and scary woods and realizing that you are still okay and laughing because you are still alive. When we talk about joy, we're talking about knowing that it is good to be alive. We're talking about that feeling that despite what is currently happening, you are still here. We're talking about feeling the depths of our humanity, and still, despite it all, feeling more alive than ever. That's what we're talking about when we talk about joy. That radical and fleeting affirmation that life is good. Are you with me? Next slide, please. And I think that's why, out of all the passages we could get in the Bible, we are given the one that we heard to rumble with this morning. And part of the fun of using those kinds of lectionary passages, that's passages from that schedule of Bible readings we get throughout the year, is trying to figure out why did they give us this passage for this Sunday? what did the people who kind of created our tradition want to say to us through that passage? And so we were given that passage from Isaiah, and our job is to try to figure out what does that have to do with joy? And the thing I kept coming back to as I looked at that passage is that whole passage is basically one big paradox. It's just one big juxtaposition. It's one big oxymoron. The badlands will flower. Limp hands become full of energy. Rubbery knees are strengthened. Blind see. Hot is cold. Deaf hear. The whole thing is a description of things that don't usually go together. Things that we're not used to hearing in the same breath. Barren, fruitful, hot, cold, weak, strong which is weird, it's counterintuitive. A life with God is both of those things. God's world includes both of those things. It's not just one end of the spectrum, but the entire spectrum. And maybe that's the point. Maybe that's a takeaway as we gather to think about and reflect upon joy. Maybe this is trying to get us to see and therefore experience joy in a new way. That joy isn't just the height of the spectrum. It's not just happiness times a million. But joy is feeling happiness and elation even when we're feeling down, out, hurt, wounded, and sad. Joy is the feeling we get when we experience the full scope of the spectrum and we still know that it is good to be alive. Joy is that inspiring, affirming, and fulfilling feeling we get that despite what is happening, I am still here, I am still breathing, and it feels good. So if that's joy, we're left with two questions. What's the big deal? Why do we have an entire Sunday roofing off of joy when we have every other thing we could talk about? Why joy? And then secondly, what does that have to do with Christmas? So first, why the big deal? Joy is a big deal because of where joy leads us. Because if that's what joy is, if you're going to join me on this walk and say joy is feeling alive and full and good, if that's what joy is, think back to those moments of joy that you've had. Think back to those times when despite what is happening, you've still felt good to be alive. And where did that take you? It takes us into one of those foundational, grounding, centering, overarching truths that our tradition gives us. That it's good to be human, that it is good to be alive, it is good to be here. As the poet said, to be here is glorious. And if that's where joy takes us, if joy takes us into that truth, where does joy ultimately lead us? It leads us into life. Not a life free from pain and struggle and sorrow, but into a life of wholeness into a life of recognizing that the whole thing belongs and I can experience the whole thing, the heights and depths of my humanity, and it can still feel good. And so what does that have to do with Christmas? And here's where the whole thing begins to fall apart, but see if you can keep up and fill in the gaps with me. I think it all comes down to this. If Christmas is about anything, and here's your little sneak peek maybe into the Christmas Eve sermon. If Christmas is about anything, it's about the liberating and revolutionary truth that death and darkness don't have to win. That they don't have to have the final word. But what can win, and what can give the final word, is light and life. Christmas is the beautiful truth that life is good, that it is good to be alive, and that despite everything else going on in our world, our world is still inherently a good place to be. What joy does is tap into the goodness that Christmas reminds us of. Joy is what happens when we see all the stuff that could get us down, all the death, all the darkness, all the defeat, all these things that could draw us into despair. And instead of giving in to that, what joy does is allow us to choose to see the good, to choose to see the light, choose to see the life, and choose to embrace the goodness of it all instead of the death of it all. And that's why, as we get ready to celebrate Christmas, we're called to practice joy. Because joy, if it's anything, joy is subversive. Joy is disruptive. Joy is liberating. Joy is radical. Joy is choosing to stare down the things that defeat us and say, no, I'm not going to let you have your way with me. I am going to choose to be here to feel good, to be alive and keep on going. And so as we head into the week of joy, I want to give you some homework. Because the thing we're called to do is practice joy. And so so two thoughts for you, and this is where my notes end. Two thoughts for you. Maybe one thought. It's the same thing. Knowing that joy is not something we do, but something that happens to us. When joy pops its head up. When you have those moments of like, oh, life is good, I feel alive. The thing you should never, ever, 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 ever do is kill it. Don't do what Brené Brown calls a foreboding joy. Don't do this thing that we so often do as people when joy comes up and you're like, oh my God, this is so good. This is great. Don't do this thing we do of like, oh, but when is the other shoe going to drop? I don't know if, how long is this going to last. Can I trust this? You know, I, I, I don't think this is real, so I'm going to go camp out over here in death and defeat because this feels comfortable. I know this. Don't do that. But do the radical, subversive, liberating thing of when joy rears its head and you feel more alive than you've ever felt before. Do the beautiful and radical and subversive thing of going over here and saying yes and feeling it all and feel how good it is despite what is over there and choose to revel in it, choose to celebrate it and choose life. Because what Christmas tells us is that despite the death and darkness, we may feel God has not finished with this world yet. God is not done with us yet. Life goes on. Life continues. There is still more ahead of you. So why would you ever go and camp out over there? Camp out over here. Choose life. And may the joy that you experience this week lead you deeper into life. And may you call it good. And to that, all God's people say, Amen. Amen.